What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's me here, Michael Franti, on the Stay Human podcast. Man, we are super excited because we've got a new album that is coming out. It's called Work Hard and Be Nice. 17 songs. That's right. You heard it. 17 songs filled with optimism and stories about how we get through challenging times and still hold on to our humanity. We can't wait to get back out on the road with you guys. So stay tuned to all of my socials. You'll get the information first about when we're going to be touring next. In the meantime, enjoy all the songs on the album. Work hard. Be nice. You can Spotify it. You can stream it all over the place. You can download it on iTunes. You can even get the CD from michaelfronty.com. So check it out. We are out here in the gorge, the amazing gorge, in Quincy, Quincy, Washington, Washington. And there's an amazing show tonight with Natasha Bedingfield. Any fans here? O-A-R. Me, Michael Franti and Spearhead. And the amazing Trey. And we have a super special guest on the show. You may not have heard of her unless you, like... Are obsessed with Instagram as I am because she's one of like my Instagram darlings. This is Taimana Gardner. Aloha. So Taimani, you know, a lot of people have probably never heard your music who are listening to this or watching this. And why don't you just like give us a little flavor so that we can just start okay. you know, people understand kinda like what you do. Sure. Taimani, you are really good at the tuba. That's <laughs> well, really good. Thank high. you. <laughs> Tell us about your instrument. What do you play there? Uh, it is called an ukulele, also known as the ukulele. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing since I was five, mm-hmm. and uh, I've traveled the world playing ukulele. That's nice. That's what I do. So I love it. You, you started at five, and yeah. how is it that you came to be at? playing ukulele at five where were you living or where are you from well i'm born and raised from oahu hawaii mm-hmm. and everyone pretty much has an ukulele are you from in oahu? their house no, family down there. okay nice. all right yeah nice yeah well 
you know, every every person, every family has an ukulele in their house, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard not to play ukulele uh, over there. And so, I, you know, I kind of sort of picked, I picked it up and played in front of the mirror and uh, I broke a string, and then my dad decided to get me some lessons, and mm-hmm. I am a ham. I love playing on stage. I feel more comfortable on stage rather than off stage. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just like, I'm very like introverted. Like I don't really Mm -hmm. say anything, but then like when I can get on stage, I can like, I don't know, let this like fire out of me. This, Mm. you know, it's contained, but then when I'm up there, I, I let it out. You let it out. Yeah. I want to come back to that, but I want to go really, really deep first. So you grew up in Hawaii. Are your parents Hawaiian, like native Hawaiian? No, so my dad's from Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom is from Samoa, which is a mm-hmm. Polynesian island, uh, about five hours uh, flight from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then they both met in uh, Hawaii. My mom was at Kailua Beach, and then my dad was, you know, watching her and stalking <laughs> her a little bit. <laughs> was stalking her, and then decided to uh, get the guts and ask her out. And uh, they started dating and had me and my sister. Yeah. And uh, born and raised from Oahu, but. Uh, Absolutely love it. And what was your house like? Was it was it filled with music as you were growing up as a kid, or was it just every single house as a ukulele? Mm. Or were your parents particularly into music? Well, my mom is a dancer slash uh, singer, and she mm-hmm. was uh, Miss Samoa in the Miss Universe pageant back in her day. So mm-hmm. she's very musical and loves to be on stage. While my dad is very like business. Mm-hmm. He's a business. He doesn't have any, uh, you know, talent in that way. But he's very talented with teaching me the work ethic that I think is very, in, you know, important to mm-hmm. be able to do this as as a job. Yeah. And so then you started playing with when you were five. What what point did you realize like, well, oh, this is something that's really important for me in my life, or it was just mm-hmm. something that kind of drifted and you just kind of like got better as you went on, or did you know right away from like early on that this mm-hmm. is something you were super passionate about? Even before the ukulele, I've always enjoyed being on stage. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, this ballet recital, and uh, you know, I was like three, and oh, I was just bossing all the other girls around, <laughs> telling them where to stand, how to dance. And uh, I think my dad and my mom kind of got an inkling that I enjoyed being uh, in front of a camera or, or on stage. And so my dad got me my ukulele. And you know, I never thought of it as like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to become this ukulele player. It's just I really enjoy being on stage, and mm-hmm. so this, you know, was a tool for me to be able to share, uh, share that. Mm-hmm. And then I think around eleven, twelve was kind of when I started thinking, okay, you know, maybe I can do this. Yeah. Bef- you know, before that, I was just doing contests. I was actually busking uh, on the streets in Waikiki around seven years old, and wow. uh, I, I loved it. Yeah. And uh, I think around eleven, twelve years old, I started thinking, okay. You know, I got my first gig with this guy named Don Ho, and he's basically yeah, tiny bubbles. He's like uh, he's like a Hawaiian Elvis, and uh, he gave me my first job. And then from there on, I was like, okay, professional ukulele player. Wow, that's awesome. And so then, when you got into your teenage years, was it always that you were listening to traditional Hawaiian music or ukulele music, or were you inspired Mm -hmm. by other forms of music just Mm -hmm. on the radio? What was your what was your thing? Well, I grew up listening to oldies, but um, I really enjoy classical music. I love classical, I love metal, 
Um, I love Pink Floyd. I don't really listen to Hawaiian tradition. It's funny uh-huh. because that's all you hear in, in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, whenever you walk down the street or if you're in a hotel, you you hear traditional it's like Hawaiian. It's like the tourist mantra. Exactly. Just pulls money out of their exactly, wallets. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, growing up there, you know, it, it's around, but I never actually listened to it. I was yeah. listening to, you know, something else that's a little more international. And I think mm-hmm. that actually comes through when I play ukulele. That was somewhat flamenco. Uh, mm. Portuguese, which is funny because that's originally where the ukulele is from. Oh wow! Yeah, it's not even a. Hawaiian so how instrument. did it end up in Hawaii? Do you know the history of? Mm-hmm. So it's a, a it's a Portuguese instrument that came from an island called Madeiros, and it was brought over by the Portuguese cowboys. Wow. Uh, yeah, there were some cowboys who came to Hawaii, and uh, when the Hawaiians saw them play this instrument, they named it the ukulele, and uku means flea. And lele means jumping. And so that's kind of how it got its name. Because when they saw the fingers going like that, it reminded them of jumping fleas. So that's how the ukulele got its name. Wow. That's a really cool name. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, and then we just kind of like adopted it into uh, Hawaiian culture. And then that's what you think of, you know, when you think of Hawaii's ukulele. So then as a teenager, what what were you into as a teenager? Just music or was ballet still part of it or boys boys okay drinking (laughs) drinking yeah (laughs) um and performing um by that time i was performing regularly um but you know i was interested in what regular teenage girls were interested in at the time let's talk about that a little bit so so boys and drinking i mean that's that's a recipe for trouble (laughs) when you're like 13 oh it was the best time it was the best time i would I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I would sneak out when I was like 13 and 14, yeah. and my girlfriend and I would meet up with boys, and you know, she gave me my first drink. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 15 at the time when I had my yeah. first beer, and uh, we had a lot of fun. You know, Hawaii is a beautiful place to to live, so it wasn't hard to find yeah. places to hang out. Yeah. But, and what was yeah. the greatest challenge for you, like as a teenager? What was the the hardest mm. thing for you going through that time? Hmm. That is a very good question. Hardest thing. Um, sorry, I'm thinking about this That's one. Okay. That's a Take tough one. I'm um, trying to relate. Mm-hmm. To relating to other teenagers or relating to adults or both? Sorry. Okay. Artist. Always cry. Okay. Um, I guess trying to relate to other kids. Mm-hmm. What was hard about that? Just I like, this is a beautiful thing, but it's mm-hmm. also just so different for other people to mm-hmm. understand. And um, I grew up having a really tough childhood. Just like that work ethic is great, but it was mm-hmm. also like I could never hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. I could never um, be a normal teenager. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm super thankful for that as well because if I didn't have that, I would not be here playing music with you and traveling the world. It's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. so it's a blessing in disguise. Did you feel that pressure from your family at first, or um, mostly my father? Father, yeah, yeah. he yeah, was. Dads the, can be that way. My dad can yeah. be a real prick that way. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be a real but prick. I'm, Why I'm, can't you hit a baseball? <laughs> Why aren't you shoot enough free throws? Why did you get a B minus on your test? You know, it's a constant right? thing like that. And yeah. I felt it, you know. And like you said, you know, it drove me to be an ambitious, 
driven, hardworking person. But there, there had to become a, a sort of like a crossover point for me where I felt yeah. like this is my own thing now. Like I'm really expressing myself in the way that I want to and not just listening to somebody who's a coach or a teacher or a parent telling me what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And so was there yeah. a point for you when you felt like, well, I'm putting all this time into it and people are telling me you got to work hard. But yeah. was there a point for you where you felt like a crossover? Like now this is becoming my own thing? Um, or was it always that way for you? Uh, well, when I was around 15, I started rebelling. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of... I was it was very controlling, you know. My dad would tell me what to wear, and, you know, mm. what to play and what to do. And so like 15, I remember like, like a sort of stage dad kind of way. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He was a yeah, I don't know, you call it a momager, mm-hmm. like a dadager. <laughs> a damager. <laughs> but uh, you know, I knew, you know, was, he was doing what he thought was best, but I think I was 15, I started wanting, you know, I wanted to wear different clothes mm-hmm. and and that was tough, but I think when I was 18 going to college was you know, a huge change for me and Mm -hmm. being able to go to these other places that my dad never really appreciated or wanted me to go, but I started finding my individuality in that way. And um, I'm still having that, you know, that change happen, but, um, you know, experience definitely gives you that that, uh, confidence. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Franti here on the Stay Human Podcast. A few years back, my wife, Sarah, and I decided that we would start a nonprofit with the intention of bringing people with advanced stages of life-threatening illness, children and adults with special needs, and wounded veterans to see any live concert by any artist in any city in the world. And from that, Do It For The Love was born. If you have a friend or family member who needs music in that way, just write to us at doitforthelove.org and we'll make sure to get them out to see any concert in any city by any artist. Do it for the love, y'all. That personality. Well, let's talk about then when you started getting out and doing your own thing. Like, did you Sorry write, for crying, That's you okay. We appreciate I, I, I your I know, you're like, oh, God, yeah. what did I get myself into? At what yeah. point did you start writing your own songs? Like, Five. Five. I wrote my first song called I Am a Ducky, Ducky, Ducky. And it was about <laughs> it was about a duck and swimming in a pond. Yeah, nice. that was my first one. It was on do piano. S- do actually. you still remember? Let's see if I remember it. Right. Okay. I'm a ducky, 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 and I swim in a pond. And the pond is not cool for me because I'm a duck. I'm a ducky, ducky, ducky. <laughs> I go quack, quack, quack. Oh yes, I'm a ducky for sure. Yeah. Whee! I was my first. <laughs> Thanks. That's like, a hit. Yeah. <laughs> What is collaborate? Yeah. What's your, what's your musical mission? What do you want to mm. bring to the world through your music and your voice? That is a good question. Um, you know, playing this instrument is so unique and different. A lot of people, you know, when you think of ukulele, you think mm-hmm. of you know something. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is beautiful, but it has so much potential. And so I guess my mission is to show how unique and how versatile this instrument can be. Mm-hmm. And then I just love being on stage. And, yeah. you know, I love collaborating and I, I love sharing that energy for sure. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Cool. Let's ask some questions. You guys yeah. have any questions for Time Money? Think of some. You're not making music. Okay. 
Good question. What do you do when you're not making music? Uh, I enjoy cleaning my house, which is like a really <laughs> weird thing to say. But when you're when you're like touring or on the road, it's really hard to be at home. And so being at home and like watching a movie, making my own food, cleaning, you know, that's that's what I do. Yeah. What kind of satisfaction does that give you? Grounding. Because sure. I love to sweep. That's what I'm asking. Really? I love to sweep out my house. And the first thing I want to sweep the yeah. whole house. Wow. And it's just like a thing that makes me feel like I think about what I'm doing in the yeah. day. It's like, you know, as a benefit that the house gets cleaned, you know? Yeah, no, you but see it. You see it really yeah. right after. But is there something for uh, you that's about, like, cleaning up that putting things in where they belong that does, you know, what does it do for you? Um... I mean, like you said, like once you clean, you you automatically see you see the benefit, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have a clean house, and it, it kind of puts your brain in order as mm-hmm. well. And so, you, you know, I always promise myself, okay, you're gonna clean, and then you're gonna work on the ukulele. Mm-hmm. But I end up cleaning, and then just you know, laying around the house, just admiring the Does cleanliness. Does that help you as an artist? Oh, you just um, lay around and admire. I just, <laughs> I just watch movies. <clears throat> Does it help me as an artist? I mean, I don't think I'd be able to write or work on stuff if my, my place was a mess. It mm-hmm. would it would bother me too much. Mm. And so, I, yeah, cleaning definitely helps in that way. Musically-wise, not really. I just, you know, I like, I like having a clean house. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like dishes, though. I don't like dishes, and I don't like mopping or sweeping, so you're always welcome. Okay, I'll come over and do that for you. <laughs> Who are your artists that you love? Like, what are some oh. other artists out there that you feel a kinship with or mm. that you inspire you on a regular basis? Like, Yeah, well, Rihanna. Love mm-hmm. Rihanna. I mean, yeah. that, that fire. You can see that fire. Yeah, and I really, I she, like, inspires in me in yeah. that way. I love classical music. Um, just what do you, because what it do makes you like sense. about classical? It makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, mathematically wise, but just it's pleasing to the ear and uh, it's complicated. Mm. You know, it's not the normal four four. It's not yeah. the normal chords. It's yeah. it goes places. It, yeah. There's like a journey to to the music. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? What are your plans? Hmm. I plan to go around the world sharing this music with as many people as possible. What in whatever shape or form that means, I'm open to. But I love what I do, and. Uh, I want to keep sharing it with as many people as I can. Yeah. Do you find it challenging to be a woman in music? Yeah. I enjoy it, though. <laughs> I do. What are the challenges? I enjoy that what, challenge. What are the challenges of being a woman? Well, especially music? with this instrument, an ukulele. Yeah. You know, many people don't take it seriously. And then, they, you yeah. know, as a woman, they don't take you seriously. And so being able to rock it super hard after and seeing that that change is uh, satisfying. Um, But there are, you know, there's different energies. There's male energy, which has Mm -hmm. a place, and then I think there's a feminine energy, too, that's just as important. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, women are beautiful to look at, you know? Mm -hmm. Why not have that on stage? And then when you have, like, someone like Rihanna who can kill it, that's, like, represent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It brings that fire and that female energy together at the same time, and it's, like, unstoppable. You put together, yeah, Yeah. you put it together, and it's beautiful. It's soft, it's hard. You know, when a guy can be soft, and then when a woman can be hard, it's... And you sing as well? I do. 
Can we hear you sing a little something? Um, Besides rubber ducky? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, we like the ducky, okay. so you just do that one again, as far as I'm concerned. But Okay, I'll do a little something for you. Because I've heard you sing, and I know, so I'm just kind of being selfish here. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to do a song called Mars, and there's actually a chant. Uh, it's, by, it's by the Maoris. It's called the Hakka. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I picked this chant is because... Mars is the god of war and the god of chaos, and so it's nice to have that in this. <coughs> so there's some playing, and then there's a little bit of singing in there, and then some playing. So All right. Here we go. We're, we're with you. questions for you. The first one is what what kind of words of wisdom or advice do you have for other women, especially teens? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, my teenage years were so hard I feel, you know, somebody, other, my wife actually was seeing this baby that is, she's like God, it would be so great to be a 15th month, 15 month old baby yeah. again. You just get taken care of and you go over here, your yeah. dad bounces you in your knee and I'm thinking 15 month old baby is awesome 
But then I got to go through like 12, 13, and 14 again. Yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> I don't want to be any part of that. And uh, so what advice do you have for, especially for teens? Honestly, find a good pair of friends that you can be yourself with. Mm. You know, at that age, you're always mm-hmm. like trying to like hang out with the cool kids and like how you want that. But I think if you find a good pair of friends who actually care for you mm-hmm. it'll make the difference in the world yeah. for sure and I guess like find an outlet whatever that is whether it's art whether it's cleaning mm. you know do what you love and then you know I, I feel like everything will fall into place if you do what you love you have a good work ethic um, your passion will become I guess how you make a living yeah right on yeah thank you and then the final thing is that we call this the Stay Human Podcast. And I ask everybody the same thing. Okay. Which is, how is it that in this world that is so dehumanizing at times, you know, mm-hmm. we judge everybody by, like, the number and their bank account or their social yeah. security number. Are, are you a Democrat, Republican, all these stupid mm-hmm. things that we judge people by. How do you hold on to your humanity mm-hmm. in this world, in this time? Good question. For me, I have to say Grounded. And um, yoga definitely helps for me with that. Um, I think socializing at this point in time is very important because we're so encapsulated in the technology, which is great, but it's taking over our human, our humanity. And so I think socializing and, uh, I don't know, do something new. Go somewhere new. And try and smile at that person, even though if they don't like smile back, just like smile at them until they smile at you or get, you know, they'll give you a weird look, but at least they'll like get, have a reaction. So uh, I guess just be social, get out there. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how can folks find you? Speaking of socializing, yeah. how can they find you on social media and follow you like I found you? Yeah, well, you found me on Instagram, which yeah. is Taiwan Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um, T A I. M-A-N-E Gardner or you can just look up Ukulele Woman and I will pop up on Google uh, I have no idea how I was named that but yeah Ukulele Woman uh, or just Taimane.com yeah well, thank you so much for being here it was really inspiring just to hear a little bit of your story and where the fire and passion comes from what you do and I know that everybody here is going to want to check out more of what you do online and and Thanks, uh, we're super guys. grateful to have had you out on tour with us for a few days. Yeah. And, on these shows. Yeah. and uh, so just thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, Thanks, Michael. Thank you to you guys. Give it up for Taiwan and From the Gorge here in Quincy with Natasha Benefield, OAR, Train, Michael Fronte, and Taimani Gardner. This is the Stay Human Podcast. We love you. And remember, stay human. Hey everybody, this is Michael Franti here on the Stay Human Podcast and I've traveled all throughout the world and I've been to many inspiring places and one of my favorites is Bali. I fell in love with his people and nature the first time that I came here in 2007 and at that time I had a dream to build a place that was dedicated to music, soul and wellness and from that the Soulshine Bali Hotel was born. It's my boutique hotel located in the heart of Bali, surrounded by beautiful rice fields and the most incredible sunsets that you might ever experience. 
We do over 50 retreats a year, or you can just come here and spend a night on your own. So follow us on Instagram at SoulShineBali. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.